We're back with BetMGM tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Welcome back, BetMGM tonight. PJ Glasser and Trista Crick here with you. Bill Bender just joined us to talk some Week 11 college football, so make sure you go check the BetMGM tonight podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to that before the slate. Preferably the Odyssey app. 100%. Absolutely. YouTube. Twitch, you can tune into those places as well. Watch us sweat these games along. Trista right now is not as locked into her parlay as she was last night because Benedict Matherin went crazy in the first quarter. This team stinks, though. I I really, this was a throwaway parlay. I did it out of just, okay, I've seen these two teams play two days ago. I am not as locked in. Things don't look, I mean, when the parlay looks dead, yeah. Which it does. Lamelo Ball has one point, and I need him to score thirty. I don't know how possible that is. Uh, college basketball. So you got your parlay that we uh, we both took. Texas A and M's down three right now. They're at the foul line, trying to cut into we that have them deficit. At one and a half. We took the over in Purdue and Moorhead State at one thirty-eight and a half. The live total is one forty-six and a half. So we like that. Yes. We also took Arizona plus the five and a half T. They're up three with four minutes to go. We really like Zona. Yeah, we do. Good team this year. And then uh, we got another game coming up later tonight in Tennessee and Wisconsin. Kentucky, who you mentioned to me at the break, was losing at one point by like back. eight oh my God. to Texas A&M uh, community. And now they're up eight. Yeah, 38-30. Okay. That's, that's how quickly it can change. Yeah. Let's see. Maryland struggled a little bit with Davidson. They were 11 and a half point favorites. They're down 31 to 28 in that game. Louisville, who is just an absolute train wreck these last couple seasons in college the basketball. Bill. They're down to Chattanooga, 28-23, as we approach halftime. So, a lot going on in college basketball. Next Tuesday is the State Farm Classic, which the Champions Classic, which is the best. Kentucky, Kansas, Duke, and Michigan State. Where is that played? It's in Chicago this year. It's in Chicago. It's that in changes Chicago. every year. Mm-hmm. They go usually back and forth between Chicago, MSG, and uh, Indianapolis. Was it in MSG or Indianapolis last year? I want to say Indy, I believe. And then New York, two two years ago, I think. But yeah, they usually rotate between those three. Virginia and Florida, also a uh, good game. Virginia's up 39-35, so a high-scoring really game Really quickly, I am not aware of why this is, and I'd like your uh, inside information because mm-hmm. you're a big college hoops fan. How come the Phil Knight Invitational is only every other year? Well, I know the big Phil Knight Invitation uh, tournaments when they get all, All the big teams is for, like, his big birthdays, the yeah. 80, the 85s. Why it's every other year, that I don't know. It's a good question. Yeah, there was they usually do the just the Phil Knight Invitational, which is four. Yes. But they did it back-to-back years because one was the big year, and then one was the just the on the— Right, but they're know. not doing it this year. It's not this year. I was looking for it, and I was like, nope. There's actually nothing, like, that I can go to that makes sense for me during Thanksgiving, which— Stinks. That does stink. Have you ever been to the Maui Invitational? I would like to. It's yeah. just so far I know, away. It you is. know, there's another one in the Bahamas, isn't yes, it? Yes, the yeah. Battle for Atlantis. Yeah. That and the uh, Maui are always the two best. Arizona drills a three, 34 30. Three minutes to go. That in one has uh, some good teams half. in it, Looking, doesn't this yeah. this year? Yeah, it does. Michigan, North Carolina, Stanford, Villanova, Arkansas. Texas Tech and Northern Iowa. Yeah. And Memphis. The Maui Invitational this year is uh is insane if I look it up. From just remembering off the top of my head the teams that were playing in it. It was like Kansas. Um, let's see. Here you go. Kansas, Gonzaga, Marquette, Purdue, Syracuse, Tennessee, UCLA. So pretty good. Yeah. I'd say so. I'd pretty, say pretty good. 
T, last night we kicked off week 10 of the NFL, Panthers and the Bears. Yeah. You, me, Ryan, we were all on Panthers plus three and a half, that cash, thankfully. But uh, our takeaways from that game were that Bryce Young is, is still struggling, still has a long way to go. The Bears obviously still stink. Tyson Badgett played again last night. And I think you guys both posed a very good question of if you were a fan of both of these teams, who would you feel better about moving forward? Obviously, knowing that the Bears probably going to hold two top five picks for this upcoming draft. The Panthers went all in for Bryce. They and have no first round pick. No first round picks. They don't have a good head coach. It seems like their owner is way too aggressive trying to make a big splash. Now, what the Panthers do have going for them is that their division stinks. So that's always good. But would you feel better waking up this morning if you were a Bears fan or a Panthers fan moving forward? I think a Bears fan pretty clearly, right? You've got, you've made a move for Sweat. Mm-hmm. You have a bunch of cap space in the offseason. You've got like some decent pieces, right? Maybe you don't feel like Khalil Herbert and Dante Foreman are elite running backs, but if you have decent running backs with a good scheme and a good O line, which you know the Bears haven't been known to have a great O line, it's been okay so far this year. Mm-hmm. But you can get by with a serviceable couple of running backs, running back by committee, and they're both they're both capable enough to be red zone guys at the goal line that you can you know use consistently in between the tackles, right? Like, you yep. don't have to use them as gadget guys. Uh, you've got DJ Moore, who's, like, real deal. I like Cole Komet plenty. Mm-hmm. He's a, a tier two tight end, I'd say. Yeah. Not like a tier one. He's not like a Kittle or anything like that. But he's pretty good. Right. Dar- Darnell Mooney's okay. I think you'd be good if you continue to shore up your secondary. You continue to get better on defense, on the pass rush, you obviously do that. You probably sign some guys in the offseason. And then you have two top picks. Maybe you go get Marvin Harrison, and maybe you go get a quarterback. I, I think you kind of have to right now, yeah. right? Because if you give away fields, you're going to get a lot of good pieces for that. I you think, think so? What are you getting back for fields? I think you're certainly getting a second rounder. Maybe a team would bite and get you a first just because of the potential. And there's yeah. so many teams that feel like they're a quarterback away who could do a lot worse than fields that I think they might overpay for him. Both teams certainly need a new head coach. The Frank Reich decision to me never made sense. That was they should have kept Steve Wilkes. And if they did decide to get rid of him, you should have never gone with Frank Reich. I'm honestly surprised, Trista, that we woke up this morning and didn't get the notification that he was let go. Yeah. Like I really am. You know, obviously the season's done. Maybe they just ride it out and and they let him go. But there I, I just don't see any way that he comes back next year. Eberflus is obviously likely gone as, as well. well. Yeah. And now whether it's Harbaugh, who's the head coach of the Bears potentially, whether it's Ben Johnson, who's the OC of the Lions who takes over, we'll see. But uh I think both teams are gonna have a new head coach. I'm with you though. I think the Bears you have to like where they're at just because of the of the draft picks. And like you said, they're gonna get two impact players right away in a really good draft class. You're getting, I mean, a generational wide receiver in Marv. There's so much talk about Caleb Williams and, like, the quarterback prospect he is. We forget, like, how great of a receiver prospect Marvin Harrison is. Totally. Like, he's just as good as Caleb is going to be a quarterback. So, I think he's got to feel He's got more hype than Jamar Chase. I Mm. think he does. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Uh, He's going to be terrific. So, like them a lot. Do you think the Panthers, Panthers sit at one win right now. If I went over under two and a half wins for Carolina the rest of the year, would you go over or under? I need to look at their schedule, but my gut instinct is less. 
I just don't see them winning a ton of games. They could have won last game. Yeah. You play the Cowboys, that's an L. The only winnable game that I see there is probably the Falcons on December 17th. At home. At home. They could win at the Bucks. But listen, you got Taylor Heineke there now. I know. I and like the Falcons a lot better with Heineke. I do too. I don't see a win on the schedule outside that Falcons win. Yeah. And that Falcons game will probably be a pick. So I think it's under. Probably will be. Probably will be close to a pick. I I would agree with you, too. I would go under that total. So the Bears win 16-13. to The Panthers get ready for Dallas next week at home. Bears are uh, 3-7. and They're hoping to get Fields back for next week. And, you know, I mean, the NFC is so weak that – the problem for the Bears is that they play the Lions to the next three weeks. Right. So probably not going to get much of a winning streak there. Uh, we'll talk some more football later on in the show. We're going to go through every game on the Week 10 card. We're also going to talk with Gary Smiths, who writes for Jacksonville.com. Give our thoughts on Jags and 49ers, which is a really interesting game this yeah. week, Trista. Are you concerned with the Niners at all? Yes. I think you have to be. You have to be concerned. The injuries matter and the losses are piling up Mm -hmm. ultimately when you think about the entirety of the season and you think about when it matters which is postseason play right uh and i still think that they will win the division right it's it's getting close though now it's getting late early you know you gotta start winning some games because boy oh boy when the seahawks are winning and they look like when they're leading in the division and and they look kind of low-key trash right now and they had some good moments, obviously, but they don't look great right now. You have to figure out a way to not be uh, like a, a wild card team fighting to get in. You know what's so hard, I feel like, in sports betting in general is trying to figure out, like, even though when teams are going through it and they're losing games, if they're still as good as we still perceive them to be or if that's just really who they are. You know what I mean? Like, we struggled with the Bengals with that so much early on in the season, and were they going to look like the Bengals? And now they finally are starting to do that. We saw that in baseball with so many teams. We're like, the Padres are too talented. The Mets, the Yankees, like, they have all, like, eventually they just got up. And and they just didn't. So it's like... But this is not them. I know. They are not them. No. They're not a team that you know, like the Yankees or the Mets or the Padres, that underwhelm when the lights get bright, right? The Mm -hmm. Niners step up their game. So I believe if Trent Daddy is healthy and Debo is healthy, Christian McCaffrey is healthy, Joey Bosa, or yeah, Nick Bosa, excuse me, is healthy. Is and Brandon Ayuk, he has to be like every all the core dudes need to be healthy. You have to protect Brock Purdy. That line must remain Stout and Trent Williams is a key piece of that because when that pocket breaks down, boy, he does not look good. He looks quite mediocre, right? And you don't have a, a dump off guy other than Christian McCaffrey with no Debo, yeah. so everything sort of st- starts to trickle down, puts more pressure on your defense, et cetera, et cetera. Right? They need to be healthy, but when they are healthy, they're the cream of the crop. In the NFL, in the NFC, in the NFC, in the NFC. Okay, in the NFC. So you would it's take them crazy. over. The, you would take them over the Eagles. Well, I mean, I think it's them and the Eagles in the NFC, and that's kind of it. Tier one. And then the you're, Cowboys. You're still and the not Lions sold on your tier. Cowboys. No, Cowboys Lions tier two. Okay. Seattle tier three. Seattle tier three. Okay. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Do you think the Cowboys? Would you feel differently about them if Diggs was still healthy or still no? No. I would. Because you have to see them do Tony, it. Tony, we, we can't have our our number one running back be like my height, my size. 
Well, you can't be you can't, you can't have your every down back with the change of pace back. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I can't do. do that. I do. And we knew that. And they still went with it anyway. They did it. We said it in the offseason. I don't know how this is going to work. You need Zeke running out there with his Motel Folks, 6 towel again. Running wild. Find a way. Come on, Zeke. Gary Smith joins us next. Top hour number two. BetMGM tonight. PJ Glasser. Trista Crick. We'll be right back in just a few. Head over to BetMGM to place a better three. This is BetMGM Tonight, presented by BetMGM, live from BetQL.